Three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. This is episode five of Grunt Talk. Now, if you guys are new here, I'm going to have a segment for you every Monday. Now, Grunt Talk is a platform for all veterans, active duty members who have served in any type of combat arm job, whether that be Navy, Marines, Army, Air Force, National Guard, whatever job you serve in to protect the United States of America. There's a platform that's going to go ahead and tell your stories and try to normalize it to the average day person. Last week, talked about one of my experiences that I dealt with. And what I'm going to try to do every week is give you my experiences as well as being able to interview other vets, other active duty members who have done the same job and had, can give you insight of what they've gone through. You know, a day in the life of a shithole day as well as what have they transitioned to now and how the military helped them to be successful going further in life. With that, today's segment, I'm going to be talking about a mission that is pretty dear to me because it involves my best friend. We were at one point in Afghanistan. I got to Afghanistan in 2012, roughly right in February. We left about September time, I believe so. We started at a FOB at one time, which is a forward operating base. And then later on, moved to a different location, kind of a strong point and another kind of a strong point area. Reason why, we did such a great job at that area. We were able to expel the Taliban at that area. And we just kept going to more and more locations where we kept doing the same thing. This was definitely a real deployment once we got there because it was a fucking shithole. <laughs> uh, you know, we had to fucking build the tents. The tents didn't make it any cooler. Made it fucking hotter for us. There was just nothing but dirt. There was a, a freezer there for some reason. But that was too fucking cold. And just froze everything. And there were toys that the person, the people there before as they made, but they really were just like a shit barrel in a sense. So you just had to sit right above a shit barrel, try not to cut yourself, <laughs> and shit in there. And people always ask, well, what would you do with the shit? Well, we had to fucking burn it. So burn the shit. And then burning our trash. And that's how we lived. Pretty much lived off on MREs, Pop-Tarts, uh, the little fruit cups, and Gatorade. Which is why I fucking hate Gatorade and fruit cups and Pop-Tarts. Because that's all we fucking had at points. And that that was living. That was living, doing missions every day. Walking around what they call grape roads, which are just fucking like six feet of just a wall with the grapes on them, which were a fucking bitch. Prior to that, where we were, it was all pretty much like flat. So transition to there was such a bitch. And probably one of the reasons why I got so much stronger in my legs because we always had to be moving and moving. Roughly, I always had roughly about close to 100 pounds on my back. Every mission. Every mission, no matter what. 
Now, that was the type of area we were in. Two or three months into this new area that we're in, we had a mission. And we had gone to this area prior to that numerous amount of times to where we knew the locals there. And we could literally just, not necessarily walk in that area and be comfortable without getting attacked, but we knew the area pretty well. My job was being on a gun team, which was being rear security. And my job at that time was to give rear security as the rest of our platoon went outside for they could do their mission. So our job pretty much was to make sure no one attacked them, no one flanked them, no one ambushed them. We had enough cover for them. Mission's going, mission's going. Everything's pretty quiet, pretty normal. And my best friend Matthew was out there. My best friend Matthew was my best friend. Like Definitely somebody I miss to this day so much. And, you know, I have a tattoo of him for that reason. Long story short about how we became so close friends. We watched, we we talked to one of my fellow sergeants and he wound up telling us, if you want to bond with somebody, watch the notebook. I've never watched the notebook prior to this, so we wound up watching the notebook. Didn't say anything, we just kind of closed the computer after that and you're like, we knew. <laughs> and, our, and our joke, he was in the front and his job was really to check with a mine hound. A mine hound is like a metal detector, but it checks for bombs. And his job was literally to be the front person and check for them. And my job was to be rear security to make sure no one ambushed us to make sure we have enough fire support. So if we ever had to cross certain points, he would always stay behind and then we would pass him. There's a certain line in there that says in the book, as long read this to me and I'll always come back to you. We kind of took the exact same thing. So every time I would just pass him, he would say, as long as you as long as you read this and I would always finish, I'll always come back to you. As a joke. And I remember moving on and on and on. We would always say that no matter what. No matter what. So on this mission, it's kind of quiet. Then two hours into the mission, you just hear a gunshot. And over the radio, you hear that someone got shot in the neck. Now, my job right now is to just make sure everybody's still safe to give that security. They're kind of saying who it is over the radio. And it was between Matthew and Mike, who's their squad leader. At that point, I pretty much went to the gunner, who was my soldier, and I told him, any motherfucker that comes in between this area where they're at, Shoot those motherfuckers, because they're not our fucking friends, which is true. At that point, remember, guys, the Taliban will tell the people around them, we're about to attack the Americans. If you stay out here and you get the crossfire, that is on you. So anybody out there is either going to help them or just doesn't give a fuck. 
one of the hardest things to see was Matthew being carried on a stretcher, crossing these great roads, coming over and, you know, sadly at one point, they have to go over these tall great roads and everything. And it's not an easy terrain to get through because we can't just go down the same path because if they're that easy to shoot at us, they're expecting more either shoot at us again at that same path or try to kill us in that same way. So we had to go a different path. One, because there was a Chinook and a uh, Blackhawk going to fly in to medevac him away. One of the hardest things for me was looking, seeing kind of his lifeless body on a stretcher. Getting on there and not knowing if he's alive. What had happened to him was he got shot by, I believe, a sniper. Straight through the neck. Luckily missing major muscles to where he wasn't fully paralyzed. But with that, he did lose feelings from his legs and lower. At first, it was pretty much everywhere. And then slowly transitioned to pretty much his neck down. When any of your brothers ever get shot, you don't really necessarily find out right then and there if... They're okay. You find out a little bit later because she have a job to do, unfortunately. We wound up getting info later on that, you know, unfortunately Matthew was paralyzed for that time being. And it hurt so much because the one mission where I couldn't go out there because they'd rather have me security out there in the towers I, I couldn't help him. At one point, sadly, they dropped him. Which I can't be mad about that because I'm, I understand they're in distress. But at one point, they did accidentally drop him, which could have caused more damage, probably. But the hardest thing was not knowing for the longest time if he was alive or dead. Later on, years later on, um, Matthew actually died, sadly. With so many complications and being paralyzed from like kind of the waist down at that point, years later. Um, you have a lot of blood clots that happen, so you have to thin them out. Sadly, when they thinned out a blood clot, went straight to his brain and was in a coma. Matthew was very adamant about if that ever happened, just kind of pulled the plug, which I get. You don't want to be a vegetable the rest of your life. Those are his wishes. And I, to get that news, trust me, guys, it's a lot harder. <laughs> um, yeah, I cry like crazy. Um, because there'd be so many times prior to that where even after his injury, I would just text him once I got back to the States and I would literally just say, as long as you read this and he would text me back, I'll always come back to you. Having to say goodbye to him 
one of the first things I wrote on his kind of people. His, I forget what it's called, that little book that people can sign in for funerals. I wrote that. And the last thing I wrote on his casket was, as long as you read this, I'll always come back to you. And I had the honor, of course, to give the 82nd Airborne flag with the division we are part of to his mother. And that was one of the hardest things I could ever do. Because prior to that, you know, Matthew had lost, I believe, his father. So this woman just lost her husband and just lost her baby. And it was hard. Definitely hard. And it shows that even combat arms, you we can survive all these crazy things. And sometimes your time's not there. Your time's later on. And sadly, that was Matthew's time later on. To this day, I miss him so much, and I still have that text message from when he texts me. You know, as long as you read this, I'll always come back to you. I miss you, Matthew, to this very day. You've always been my best friend. And I'll never forget that mission. And to anybody who's serving or who's going to serve, and if you're ever going to be in combat arms... Hope you guys have the privilege to serve with great men and women. And hope you guys are able to always just cherish the great times. Though my best friend is gone and I have him memorialized on my neck as a tattoo. With that exact same quote. As long as you're this, I always come back to you. I always remember nothing but the good times with them. And... I know every mission we always went on, it was such a blast because we always made it such a fun time, even in hectic wartime. I hope you guys enjoyed today's segment. Definitely a little bit more emotional for me in a sense, but I'll be back here next week, guys. Hopefully I can get one of my other guests. We were supposed to interview last week, but unfortunately we couldn't link up. And every Monday, I'll keep doing these videos. Um, hope you guys keep enjoying them. Keep following. Keep subscribing. Keep listening. Whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you want to listen to. Keep listening. Hope you guys enjoy these segments. This has been Grunt Talk. Grunt Talk.